StarCast returns to the Chicago area this Labor Day weekend. Tickets for StarCast 6 are now on sale at StarCast.com and include AEW all-out ticket bundle options. Join us at the Hyatt Regency Schaumburg starting Friday night, September 1st, for unique fan experiences with wrestling legends from yesterday and superstars from today. Follow StarCast events on Twitter for the latest updates about all things StarCast. StarCast 6 is brought to you in part by ProWrestlingCrate.com, monthly mystery crates for diehard wrestling fans. Plans start at $9.95 and are the perfect gift for any wrestling fan. Visit ProWrestlingCrate.com today. in sports entertainment. This is Kurt Angle, and welcome to the Kurt Angle Show. On the show today, we'll be talking with independent wrestler Vinny Pacifico, and then it's time for Ask Kurt Anything, where you, the fans, can ask me whatever you want. But first, I want to introduce you to uh, my co-host, Paul Bromwell. How are you doing today, Paul? Kurt, I'm doing great. And before we turn it over to the audience to ask whatever they want, I get you first. And uh, I'm really excited because, man, uh, you and I, the last couple shows we did, um, we did back-to-back because you had vacation and you were talking all about, when we watched that Raw show, about you and Giovanna getting away and getting some downtime and getting some loving time on the anniversary trip. I'm going to tell you this. We didn't leave the hotel room. (laughs) For no. three days. <laughs> now, why? What were you doing? Hey, my wife took a shower every day. I didn't take a shower at all. <laughs> I was just lazy as hell. All we okay. did was lay around, watch TV, and relax. We had lots of sex. <laughs> <laughs> now, listen, I was texting you, and you were like, Paul, because I did. I saw you guys had dinner, by the way. You did leave at least once because you had dinner with Gail Kim. That and was her our husband, last night there, yeah. And Robert Irvine, by the way, who that's who my wife was excited to see in the picture. <laughs> oh, the Food Network, Robert Irvine. But anyway, I text Kurt. I'm like, how's your vacation? First words back to me. I'm, I'm not making this up. Paul, we did it four days in a row and a couple double duty days. It popped me so <laughs> it popped me so hard. I said, Kurt, you're no longer the wrestling machine. You're the friggin' sex machine. <laughs> so what was your go-to was it the sunset flip like do you use any moves while you're tussling around i mean what's happening with you and giovanna and is she breathing still i use the stiff forearm <laughs> you used your olympic javelin you just tossed yes, that I around did. the room yes, a few t- buddy uh i'm just so glad that you guys had this time to rest relax rejuvenate we needed it man uh, these kids four kids <laughs> uh, six total yeah. we went on vacation a few weeks earlier with all six kids and it was, it was pretty rough, but it was nice to spend alone time with my wife. 
that might have been pretty rough, but it sounds like you made up for that rough time uh, doing yeah. some other rough things. There you go, Kurt. And you've got you've had a smile on your face ever since you've been back. You know what? You know it's crazy how much nice you are to each other when you have sex. Yeah, isn't it? It's like you know, newlyweds all over again. You know. <laughs> yes, yes. But you know what? Listen, that's what your anniversary is all about, right? You're supposed to do that stuff. So, so that's you had to go what twelve hours away just to do that? Just twelve hours away from the kids just to. We, we flew down to Tampa, Florida. We stayed at the Grand Hyatt near the airport, right near the bay. Uh, beautiful view. Went to the pool one day, and that was about it. Besides that, the only other thing we did was went to dinner with Robert and Gail. And that was it. Everything else was sex, 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 sex. <laughs> Listen, okay. How was it to see Gail and Robert there? We didn't talk, talk much oh, about it. Oh, it was great. I haven't seen them in a few years. And uh, Robert really, he helps me out with my businesses and stuff. Oh, cool. Uh, he's a really good guy. He does a lot for me. Uh, Gail's uh, the kindest woman in the world. I love Gail. She's, my wife absolutely adores her. So she's the one that actually set it up. Oh, cool. And, uh, you know, I was like, cool, we're going to see Robert and Gail. So my wife is really close to Gail. Got, I've been able to meet her once at, uh, I think it was WrestleCade, just a uh, random, Hey, jumping in the elevator headed somewhere. And she was so nice, just nice yeah, to talk with. Nice so one. I can totally see that. So that's good. Listen, while you were doing your thing, I took a little weekend trip with my son and my best friend out to your city. That's right. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yeah. And, uh, and went, got a couple pirate games in and in traditional fashion, they lost both games. And, <laughs> uh, but man, we got out to given to fly. Okay. It's a restaurant out there. It's in the federal galley and Kurt, the federal galley is one of these places. Really good. Dude, you can go in there. You, they have several different restaurant options. They have a bar and all this, but given to fly, I'm promoting it. I'm putting the hell I'm putting it the hell over, uh, <laughs> owner Troy Beck. He is a big fan of yours and the Kurt Angle show, buddy. The chicken sandwiches, their Buffalo chicken dip, waffle fries, home run. Uh, he's all in on Kurt Angle. It was like, we got to do something. We got to do a concept. A I got to make it a cheat day, man. Yeah. Next time I'm in town, we're going to go. But he also was like, Hey, if you guys ever want to do a live Kurt Angle show right here in Pittsburgh, we're game. That would be fun. I would how, love to do that. How yeah. cool would that be? That'd be so, awesome, man. Yeah. So, so what I'm going to do is I told him, I said, listen, because of how you took care of us, I'm going to talk about it on the show. If you go to Pittsburgh, check it out, give him a fly. And I'm going to have our boy, Dominic D'Angelo, post on social media on the Kurt Angle Show. I'm going to have Kurt retweet some pictures I took while I was there of some of this food because I'm not making it up. It was top notch. And Troy knows how to treat the customers, and they know how to take care of the people. Their staff were excellent. And so you got to check it out if you're ever in Pittsburgh. Uh, it is uh, Kurt Angle Show approved. And you never know when you might see the Kurt Angle Show pop up one of these days at Given to Fly. How's that sound? At any man? given restaurant, yes. Oh, at any given restaurant. And uh, so, yeah, there you go. So, Kurt, with all that fun stuff out of the way, we're about five or so minutes in. And you said at the top of the show, we have a guest this week to kick us off before we jump in to ask her. And it's none other than independent wrestler Vinny Pacifico, who is now joining the live stream. He is an independent wrestler, and Kurt, he is a massive Kurt Angle fan. Vinny, I want to welcome you to the Kurt Angle Show, man. Thank you for having me. Very appreciative. Thank you. Hey, very welcome much. to the Kurt Angle Show, Vinny. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Um, you know, what we want to do with this, Vinny, is we're going to start doing this more often. We want to give independent wrestlers some exposure because they don't get a lot of exposure at the beginning of their careers. Um, it's really tough for them. And what we're trying to do is 
let people know who you are. And, That's right. and you know, if you end up coming to their town, they'll go see you wrestle. They'll know who you are. So uh, the whole reason for this is to help you guys out. Yeah, Ellie, man. Thank you very much. Very appreciate it. Thank you. And I think this is really cool because Vinny, you're, uh, we're just going to kick it off. Your favorite wrestler of all time is who? Kurt. <laughs> Kurt Angle. Dude, I follow you on social media and Twitter. I've seen your move sets. I've seen the clips that you've done. So let's talk about your background first. When did you become a wrestling fan and talk about how you kind of fell in love with uh, Kurt? So I became a fan watching SmackDown versus Raw 2007. Just seeing now, the bo- I-, I was so mesmerized by the boogeyman and just the mat Rey Mysterio with the masks and stuff. And then I started watching like other stuff as well. Uh, my John Cena and Kurt Angle, that was one of the first matches I seen in full. Cena's first match on SmackDown. So that's where I became like a fan of the in ring. I really enjoyed everything going on. And but at first, what caught my eye in wrestling was. The characters, you know, Boogeyman, yes. the Warrior, those type of guys. Then I, then I fell in love with the pro wrestling aspect of it. And that's it's something where, that had to suck you in. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where Kurt Angle really. It's very hard as a wrestler and as a fan to not be impressed with Kurt's work. So that's how, that's how it started for me. Um, just throwing dudes around, throwing people around, angle slamming people, exerbiting people. I do. I, so I emulate a lot of that in my moveset. Um, recently started doing a uh, wheelbarrow roll through ankle lock. Just okay. to add some flair to things. Yeah, so it's like I try to emulate a few things, but not do it exact, you know, just right. so I can make my own flavor on it. So you... I like this guy already, Paul. I, Kurt, I knew it. I mean, your head, the, the headphones are expanding as he talks. <laughs> but listen, so so you become a fan back in that era, which a lot of our listeners, big-time fans of Kurt and wrestling, quite frankly, in that era. So you decide, hey, at what point in your life do you say, I want to do this for a living, and then say, hey, where am I going to train? So talk about that and talk about where you decided to, to train. So I was a quarterback for a long time, playing in high school. Going, I was... My father is the biggest supporter I have. He's so into what I do. And um, I'm blessed to have him as a father. He's a wonderful man. But I was playing quarterback for high school, and I was 14 years old. I was like, you know, Dad, I want to wrestle. I want to try it. I want to go to school, and I want to wrestle. I want to just – I love football, but I'm just not having fun anymore. You know, I'm, I just want to try wrestling. So started training. I, I went to a meet and greet with Brian Danielson. I said, oh, you know, I'm a big fan, but I want to I want to wrestle. I was 14, and this is in New York City. And he's like, chase your dream. Do it. And I was like, right from there, I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to, now I'm going to try. Started training. The Ring of Honor Dojo is, Dojo is where I, where I got my uh, hey, best. Hey, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Cheeseburger, Delirious. Okay. Brett Titus. Uh, Jonathan Gresham. These were guys who really helped me learn the basics, the fundamentals, the promo work. And I've just... From there, it was just going up, you know, uh, very lucky to learn from these people. They were incredible, but only an hour away. So I had an easy commute there. Um, and yeah, it was just really, really cool how it started out and very lucky to learn from these people who were just been through it all, every situation possible. They've, they've been through it, you know, so they could teach it just as well. So a few things you said an hour away. So where are you, where are you? Are you in the New York city area? Where are I'm you in uh, Staten Island. Okay. And you said Jonathan Gresham. Now he's one that we've had on this show before. So talk about maybe his influence on your training. 
he is incredible. The technical stuff, the hands down, I I love wrestling with him. I actually did a few of his uh, Octopus University um, okay. YouTube videos where he would do yeah. that. I did a few of those. Those are really cool. Just really cool to learn from him. Really cool to get the chance to um, learn my grappling and ch- chaining from Cheeseburger as well as question because I don't. There's not many people anymore that are that good at chaining and technical wrestling and mat work like them. So it was just really best of both worlds. It was learning character work and as well as I love my, my favorite mat wrestling technical wrestling and holds and locks and stuff like that. So I was very fortunate to learn from them, th- those, those really uh, fundamentals. Well, Vinny, let me ask you, how many matches have you had so far? Do you even I, know, or has it been so many? It's a lot. It's a lot. I, 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 I'm unfortunate to have a lot of matches. Probably over, like, I would say three, 400, maybe 500. Oh, wow. You got yeah. to- I started at 16, and I'm eight years in. Okay. So you've been doing this for so talk about some of your favorite matches that you've been able to participate in. You have some 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 that uh, you know some of our fans yeah. may have be familiar with too. I wrestled Rocky Romero. I gotta say that's mm. my one of the favorite matches I've ever had. He's he's incredible. Matt Seidel, EC3, uh, Red Titus is another one who I love wrestling. Gangrel was someone who really has a big impact in my career um, early on too, and uh, wrestling him was so cool because. But when I was really young, starting out, he always had my back, always like looking over me and always giving me really good advice backstage. And then wrestling him was like one of the first people I wrestled who was like a really veteran, you know. And I learned so much from him. He's Gangrel is a. Tr- I say this: if you're on a show with Gangrel, pick his brain. Very giving, very smart, and just always willing to give his knowledge. And I love, okay. I love sharing with him. He's a good yeah. dude too, man. I, I knew Gangrel when when I started. You know, he was with the Brood, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a huge impact. Uh, it was the coolest faction I've ever seen. Like as far as being cool, you know, yeah. they were vampires. Mm-hmm. It's was, it was pretty cool. Yeah. So, uh, so you get you again. You're touching a lot of guys with a lot of great knowledge, a lot of great experience. You've had some great matches. I mean, EC3, Kurt. You know, he's worked with him. Mm-hmm. Talk about some of your favorite. Do you have some favorite Kurt Angle matches or uh, anything comes to mind? Uh, Kurt has a big smile on his face, but uh, would love to hear what, what are some matches that made a big impression on you? Kurt Ray Mysterio. How do I not say that one? Oh yeah, like, SummerSlam. I think yes. Yeah. I actually watched. Watched it the other day when the chase and the six or nine and they go yeah, it was so good. Um, Kurt and Cena, every one of those want no mercy. That actually, funny story. My mom brought me to Blockbuster when I was like nine or ten. And remember Blockbuster? Was, that oh was yeah, cool. yeah. I miss Blockbuster. <laughs> and she bought me no mercy. I don't know what year it was, but it was Kurt versus Cena. I think it was two thousand three. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just, that one was such a good match. That was so good. Uh, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them up there. Kurt and EC3 was also like, EC3 had a very big impact on my career. Um, he's also, he's helped me go from just who I was to where I am now. And I, I, I owe a lot to him. Um, very smart. So Yes, you know what? He was a great learner. I was in TNA when I wrestled him. Mm-hmm. And he was like a sponge. He absorbed everything and he listened. He wasn't ignorant. Uh, he was really respectful, and he was easy to teach. And uh, we had some great matches together. He's incredible. 
So uh, talk about what does your upcoming schedule look like? And uh, maybe share, where, where can people check out a little bit more of Vinny Pacifico? Pro Wrestling Magic. I'm wrestling Bobby Fish uh, in September. Okay. I'm wrestling Alex Shelley for the Impact title in September in at uh, FWE in North Carolina. Um, can't get... I'm, I may be doing something with New Japan soon. Good, good. Look at you, I man. That's awesome. Year. I had a lot of fun there. Uh, the fans are incredible. And the wrestling, it's a, it's a little stiffer than here, but, um, you know, <laughs> it, it works. And the fans absolutely love it. I love it. I, I love gritty wrestling. It's just what I want. I, I, I love it. And I'm we can feel your energy, man. Like I'm a, I'm glad that I'm doing this through a computer. Cause I feel like you'd lock me up right now in something like, yeah, but you know what? You're naming guys, Bobby fish. Well, Alex Shelley, you said, right. Mm-hmm. Some of these guys that you're taking on and these are all right in Kurt's wheelhouse guys that you've worked with before, or, you know, know from your career, Alex, is man, son of a gun. Yeah. Hell yeah. But dude, you're, you're, you're going to be one to watch. You're going to be fun to watch. And I would tell the folks, listeners of the Kurt Angle show, if you're not following, uh, Vinny Pacifico follow now, get in on him now while you can, how can they follow you on social media and keep an eye on what you got going on, dude? Twitter is Vinny Pacifico one and Instagram is Vinny Pacifico and Facebook just straight Vinny Pacifico. Keep it simple. Yeah. Um, IWTV is where a lot of my wrestling is. Okay. So definitely tune into IWTV. Type in Vinny Pacifico on there. You can see a bunch of my matches and uh, YouTube, of course. And just, I'm very grateful for everything that's happening. And I'm really stoked for what's coming. So grateful. Not only that, you told me that you picked up a, well, you got an energy drink partner, don't you? Yeah. So um, I was with Bang Energy, which was a major sponsorship that I got in February. So my get my, my, my whole wrestling thing is I involve energy drinks in my in my repertoire because I love energy drinks. Why not? You know who, who doesn't? You know I won't show my, my who mine is to give advertising, but I got well, an maybe, energy drink right now. Here. You're specifically with Bang, then, right? Not anymore. No. So yes, I was with Bang. Sadly, due to a public lawsuit um, that has come to an end. Um, so when that happened, trying not to to give too much information because I'm not really, I don't know if I'm. Oh, okay. I didn't know if you could. No, it's fine. It's fine. I don't know what I can say. I can't say, but I have signed a new deal with the even bigger comp with, with, with G fuel. They are very, very big in the energy drink space. And they're also very big with the anime cartoon and video game space, which I'm sort of kind of familiar with, but I just, I, I love to, I have a passion for energy drinks and anything that I could intertwine with pro wrestling is just beautiful for me. And for me to be able to be fortunate enough to land a sponsorship as big as bang in February. And then one with G fuel is this week. It's just, that's crazy to me how it happened. <laughs> they, they, they literally just called me on the phone. That's amazing. That's a big deal, Vinny. That's Thank really you good. Very much. Congratulations. Yes, I'm very fortunate. Thank you. Thank you. And, uh, man, dude, I'm, I'm so happy for you. And I know how excited that you were to, uh, to be on this show with Kurt, uh, having been such a fan of his growing up. And not only that, you know, you're doing some of his moves and things like that. And, uh, it's just been a pleasure just to get, you know, to know you more through this interaction. Kurt, do you have anything, uh, for Vinny before we start to wrap up this part of the show and, and transition to ask you anything? All I'm going to say is I'm going to be looking out for you, Vinny. Sounds great. 
if you make it and you do this, WWE, AEW, I'll be following you, my friend. I'll be your Thank biggest you. fan. And keep Thank you very much. Your angle moves. <laughs> yeah. Hey, keep us posted too. You know, we're you and I are going to stay in contact uh, as we have through DM, and because I want to see you, I want to come see you, especially if you're somewhere where I'm going to be, and I want to come watch you wrestle live. And uh, and so yeah, man, I'm excited to see what you do with your career. You definitely have the passion, the energy. You've been what wrestling since you were 16. So um, I'm really excited for you. And it's uh, this has been awesome to have you on the Kurt Angle Show. Thank you very much. It sounds great, Paul, by the way. And Kurt, thank you. Definitely. Very, very appreciate you guys very much. Thank, thank you. you, Vinny. I appreciate you. All being right. There you go. Well, hey, man, good luck with everything. And uh, we'll talk again soon. And uh, Kurt, uh, with that, we're going to go ahead and get ready and do Ask Kurt Anything. Are you ready now for to be I asked am anything? Prepared, my friend. <laughs> Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Hey, this is your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle, reminding you that it's time to unleash the beach beast within you. This summer, Manscaped is here to help you level up your beach game with their new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. They're going past waist deep in the grooming game and diving in head first to your facial hair fantasies. The Beard Hedger is a game changer, allowing you to shape your beard like a true beach bay. So this summer, let the beach balls bounce and turn heads all over the place. Visit manscaped.com and use code ANGLE for 20% off and free shipping. As you watch Kurt Angle Show on our YouTube channel, you've noticed your Olympic hero is bringing his sexy beard back. But the secret to my sexy is keeping it looking good, not mangled. I can't have cookies and milk getting lodged in my beard hair. Oh, hell no. It all starts with the beard hedger. This cordless trimmer has a rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair cutting lengths, all with one guard. So no more messy drawers full of extra add-ons. Plus, it's waterproof. So I can shave in the shower to avoid all that hair in the sink and avoid Giovanna beating the shit out of me. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code ANGLE at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code ANGLE. Manscaped Bear Hedger. One stroke, one guard, 20 lengths. All right, let me get up these questions, and I hope there's some really good shit in here. Um, here we go, because I just love to watch you squirm a little bit in your chair. So here we go. We're going to start with Matthew. Hey, by the way, that was fun, wasn't it, having Vinny on? Yeah, yeah. You know, he's a good kid, too, man. Uh, he has a great attitude, smart kid, and uh, obviously he's doing really well in wrestling. He got himself a sponsor. I mean, that's pretty impressive. You could feel his energy. I think he might have drank a few cans before he <laughs> I think got. He had like five cans of energy. Oh, <laughs> uh, we love it, man. I love it. All right, Matthew. Matthew. No, I didn't sneeze. That's this guy's name, Matthew. He said, "If you could join any stable, past or present, and he's talking NWO, Degeneration X." Who would it be, and why? Thank you, Kurt, for all the great moments in your career. Take care. You know what? Those two are the biggest and best factions I've ever seen. Um, when I started watching wrestling in 1998, they were big. NWO was big in WCW. 
uh, DX was huge in WWE. And I wanted to be a member of DX. Actually, I was an honorary. Yeah, we saw you try. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I tried. But um, DX was the coolest thing in the world to me. I was a huge oh, Stone Cold yeah. fan, but I was also a DX fan. I think everybody was. It's It, it just, it, it really, really brought a lot of interest to a lot of people. A lot of people loved these guys. Billy Gunn and Road Dog and Shawn Michaels and Triple H. Um, you know, those guys were incredible. And, and, you know, the whole suck it thing, uh, really caught on. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, it, it's crazy because kids were doing it. You know, my son, Cody at six years old, is like, suck it. I'm like, don't do that again. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. You know, not and, only that, I, I and they were, and all the, all through. the women were taking their tops off at the house shows. <laughs> I, so, I know. I know. So Kurt, yeah. So Kurt so definitely wanted to be a DX. <laughs> but you know what i would have as a fan of milk i mean you had to love that right yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the reason why i'll pick dx over nwo is because they had less members they only had like four or five. Uh, good yeah it didn't get but lost in the shuffle on x-pac too but um yeah so nwo at, at, by 1998 99 they had like 500 members <laughs> There was a NWO red and the NWO black. There was the LWO. And, right. You know, just out of hand. Yeah. And, uh, when that happened, it wasn't as special anymore. No, no, no. You nailed it. I think you're right on all parts. Rampant Ryan Jack. What was it like being a, a contestant on the weakest link? <laughs> you know what? The questions weren't hard, but when you're standing there and you're in front of that lady who is really like, imposing intimidating she's, yeah she's like hitler you know so <laughs> it's pretty scary the way she is she has no personality and she just talks straight at you and then you have this crowd this studio audience and you're nervous i mean i've never been that nervous i don't even think i was that nervous for my olympic gold medal match oh wow and the thing is the questions were easy but your brain was like these, these people are here and this woman's asking a question and you know you you you, you end up getting stupid <laughs> Right, you know? right. And you have that I far away look in your eye. Question, right. And then the second one I got wrong and I was out of the game pretty quickly. So um, it wasn't that great of experience for me. All right. So don't put, don't put the lights too bright on Kurt and be under pressure <laughs> like that with some questions. Nick Sharma, man, he, this guy is a huge fan of the show, Kurt. I know that because I hear from him quite a bit. Kurt and Paul, thank you for the weekly show. I watch every Sunday and he's not lying, Kurt. My question is, do you have heat with Baron Corbin? And what do you think is missing about him in terms of being the top guy in the WWE? I mean, besides the personality, what do you think is missing? I'm, I'm just kidding. I said that. But do you have heat with him? And what is missing with him? I do not have heat with Baron Corbin. Um, he wasn't my first choice to retire <laughs> me at WrestleMania. Uh, I made that very well known. But I didn't mind having him there. I, I didn't mind wrestling him for it. Um, the problem with Baron is... Uh, right after he beat me, they pushed him really hard. He won King of the Rain, became King King Baron or King Corbin or whatever it was. Yeah, you got and it. Then, and then they changed it to Happy Corbin. I don't know what the <laughs> hell they were thinking. So, you know, at, at that point, he was kind of, you know, dwindling down. And then they came back with the Lone Wolf Baron Corbin, I think is what it was. his name was. He started coming back up again. But I don't think he's had the opportunity that he deserves. I think that... They could push him a little harder, and I think that he would be a, a, in a much better place if they would do that. I just don't know if they're not crazy about him or what it is, but he is talented. 
He's really good. He can cut a promo just just as good yeah. as anybody else. He's great in the ring. So I don't know what the problem is. Just haven't figured it out, I guess, with him yet. I mean, they did the yeah. deal where he, you know, lost all his money down and out Corbin and, you know, grew the stubble, sloppy clothes. That was kind of fun to watch. And then he hit the jackpot in Vegas or something. And then he was loaded with the hat and all that. I mean, then, you know whatever well, hopefully it all comes around for him to your point right kurt hopefully yeah he's talented enough to make it to the main event level stay there kurt our next question comes from someone you might be familiar with i'll throw out the name Derek sabato does that ring a bell oh uh he sounds familiar i think he writes for somebody <laughs> i think he helps he's the research guy for the kurt angle show he's yep. also he also works a lot with the uh, wrestling observer so this is going to be a fun question do you think all this discourse about Kenny Omega having a bunch of five-star matches while you never have been given one by Dave Meltzer really means anything? There's a lot of discourse about this on, on the internet and social media. Derek, and it's son of a bitch. Yeah. Derek wants to hear Kurt. You know what? I, I like Dave Meltzer. I'm not going to lie to you. I think he's really good at what he does. But these five-star matches that he's given to Kenny Omega, hey, Kenny's a talented individual. He is really good. And I don't doubt that he had five-star matches. But you got to like other people. I mean, you know, <laughs> Kurt, Kurt Angle ain't so bad. Uh, you know, he. I can't believe. Honestly, I cannot believe he didn't give me one five-star I match. couldn't either when I saw um, that. That, yeah. that is a little tormenting. Uh, yeah, but um, kind of I do like the, the announcer. Kick, I think yeah. he's really good at what he does. I just think that there are certain people he likes and certain people he doesn't like, and he's always going to favor the people that he likes. He's going to give higher ratings to them. And I, you know, I think if he was just fair, um, you would see other wrestlers with more five-star ratings. Do you think that there should be a lot of discourse though about it? And I think that's like, do you think people should be fighting about it online? No, I, you know what? That's his opinion. You right. Know, uh, you know, but, but the, the, the thing is, but people read his opinion. Like he wrote the Bible. He carries a lot of weight. He does that. You're right. But people respect his, his yeah. decisions and what yeah. he says. So with that comes responsibility though. And I think that's what you need to do. He needs to be more responsible about giving the people maybe that he doesn't like a five-star rating when they deserve it. And that's, that's my honest opinion. You make a valid point when you say that's his role. That's what he does. He has been and become kind of like the voice of uh, wrestling publication and dirt yes. sheet writers and all that. So you do carry that responsibility. Uh, have you met Dave Meltzer before, Kurt? Uh, no, I have not. Unfortunately, I have not met him. Um, I would love to meet the guy. Uh, I think he carries a lot of weight in wrestling and I wouldn't mind, you know, sitting down with him and talking to him, but you know, I don't know where I'm going to meet up with him. So I just was curious if you had ever met, cause you said, you know, he likes certain guys and doesn't, I didn't know if you two ever had met or had an interaction or anything like that. No, we never met, never had any interaction. Okay. I, I know he's talked about me a few times on the, you know, online and you know, he, he, <laughs> he, he has given me a lot of four star he, matches. He does. He has. He has said a lot of nice things. We've read the notes right here yeah, on the show. Yeah, he's been good to me. He just yeah. hasn't been great to me. Well, and I think, too, I feel like his ratings have changed over time where the five stars are a little like if you were to go back and watch some of those matches again and maybe re-rate, I think they'd be a little different. I don't know. Well, you know what? I, I, I heard somewhere along the line he gave a six star out. Yeah, he's given oh, more true. than five. Yeah, he has. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. That's 
Weenus Gaming is up next. Let's get on to a serious question from Weenus Gaming. And he says, how much milk is too much milk? And a follow-up, how was it cleaning yourself up after the milk bath promo? Kurt, is there such thing as too much milk in your life? Yes, if you throw up. <laughs> Have you ever time. thrown up? You had too much? Have you ever? Nope, had to nope. I drank three gallons at one time. I didn't throw up. Dude, that's disgusting. <laughs> three gallons of milk at one sitting. Yeah, I got diarrhea from it. <laughs> of course you did. Too much lactose. Who drinks that much milk? And what was the purpose? Did, so, what, did you lose a bet? I don't know. It was a cheat day. And I thought, you know what? I'll drink a bunch of milk. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It Kurt. was 2% too. It wasn't even skim. Anything with it? Or it was just like, I'm going to have a bunch. I'm just going to binge on milk all day. What do you think? Cookies. Cookies. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Weenus, to answer your question, there is no such thing in Kurt's life as too much milk. Uh, cleaning yourself up after the milk bath permit, we've heard it over and over again. Yep. Your, shoe, your shoes stank in the airplane because of the milk. But you finally did land, and I guess you, what? You finally got a shower. You had to have. Even well, though we learned at the top of the show you didn't take one when you were in Tampa with your wife. But you <laughs> did take one after that, huh? Yes, I did. But a lot of people on the plane were pissed off at me. Yeah. It smelled like sour milk the whole trip. Six hour flight all the way from California to Pittsburgh. It was horrible in the middle of the night. Yikes. Billy the Goat, you have an icon you've had an iconic legendary career. Do you see anyone on any roster or indie show that is really someone very special who could have a similar career to you, Kurt Angle? I think he's doing it already. And and we talked about him before, but Kenny Omega. I love the kid. Yeah. He's super talented. Um I'm not sure how great he is on the microphone, but uh, as far as his in-ring wrestling, there's really nobody better today. And I think that uh, if, if he went to WWE, I think he would be a bigger star. I really do. Yeah, I mean, just surely based off their reach and, uh, yeah, man, look at their metrics. Uh, but he is. He is fantastic. So uh, there you go. Right out from the lips of Kurt Angle, he is all in. Ha, see what I did there on Kenny Omega, all in their biggest show hey, coming in Wembley. Uh, I feel like uh, this ne next one's from El Tormenta. I feel like most people don't understand how how amazing you were in the ring. What is happening here? This is like the worship <laughs> of Kurt Angle episode. Uh, whether it was in TNA, it's me. I'm asking all the questions. Paul. I know. I think you wrote these. Did you resend these back to me as you rewrote? <laughs> yes, them? I have fake names. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> This is El Tormenta Angle. I feel like most people don't understand how amazing you were in the ring, whether it was in TNA or the WWE. You never disappointed. I'm literally not making this shit up, guys. I just want to know what your workout routine was. You know what? I, I was really keen on conditioning. Uh, I did lift. I lifted every day. Did body parts, chest and back one day, shoulders and arms the next day, legs the next day. Um, worked out like a bodybuilder, but my conditioning was impeccable. I would literally run five miles where I would sprint for 30 seconds and jog for 30 seconds. And uh, I would do hill sprints, stuff that gave my conditioning uh, and made it above and beyond any other wrestler. That's why I was so well conditioned in the ring and I never got tired. I, I got tired one time in a match and it was probably because I was so run down from working so much. It was against Stone Cold Steve Austin. And he always, he oh, always yes. leaves yeah. me a message and says, remember Fresno. Yeah. Uh, because it was the only time I ever blew up that I got tired in a match. But um, I never got tired. I was always in great shape and I always prepared myself to be. Which is why you're still able to perform those two-a-days we talked about earlier. Quick question. You said, 
I'm sorry. You <laughs> said you ran five miles and you would do 30 second sprints and 30 second jogs. You would do that for five straight miles. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I would do 10 miles when I trained for the Olympics. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. With those, with that those, interval style. I would do, I would do 2100 yard steep hill sprints with a partner on my back where I'd run up a hundred yards, run back down and he'd jump on my back again. We'd run back up, run back down, jump on my back, run back up. I did it 20 times. Uh, that was just a little part of my training, but uh, my conditioning was always good. I, you know I what? I, I I took advice from a, a wrestling coach from Iowa. His name's Jim Miller. I think I showed you this book, do it anyway. Oh, okay. No. All he right. says to his guys, doesn't matter. Do it anyway. In other words, doesn't matter if you don't feel like doing it, do it anyway. And this book is the coolest book in the world. People have to read this because this will make you a better athlete, a better person, a better businessman. This book is incredible. I've been reading it. I, this is my third time reading it. I love it. Do it anyway. And you said it's written by Jim Miller, Jim Miller. Yes. Okay. He, he coached in, in Iowa, uh, Wartburg college. And, um, he, uh, he had, a, he had like, uh, I think 11 NCAA championships. Yeah. So I love it, man, because there's some guys and, uh, listen, we have one of the guys that listens to us, Josh Henney, his son is a huge, uh, he's into wrestling and he's doing a great job. And he's always asked for advice from Kurt and this and that there it is. There's a book right there. Read the book, man. It'll make you listen. Your conditioning level will be above and beyond everybody else's because that's what this is all about. It's about getting tired, getting yourself exhausted and continuing through your exhaustion to make sure your brain, your body are working together and say, I'm tired, but I'm okay. And uh, when you do that, cause a lot of wrestlers get afraid of being tired. Same, same with pro wrestlers. They're scared of getting tired. This takes the fear out of you. This shows you that you don't have to be tired. It, you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to get stressed about getting tired because you're going to get tired and you're going to do it anyway. Just stay hydrated. That's the key. <laughs> yeah, we don't need anybody passing out. Well, Kurt Angle said on the show, do it anyway. And don't drink water. <laughs> oh, really? Don't drink water? Yeah, yeah. He told me not to drink water. He said drink milk, three gallons. <laughs> I was diarrhea up the hill. Oh, man. Madison, out of the several world championships, this comes to us from Madison, you won both in WWE and in TNA. Which one meant the most to you and why? The first one, because it was against The Rock, and it was my very first world title. Um, that was the most special one, because I literally did that within a year of when I started on TV. It was in my rookie year. Yeah. And a half a year later, I beat Stone Cold Steve Austin for the world championship. I beat the two biggest names in the business my first year and a half in the business. Oh, stuff. It was crazy. Yeah. But, but if I had to compare them, because the first one was my very first title, that was the most special one. That, sure. That's the one that I remember the most. Hey guys, it's the hardcore legend Mick Foley here, and I need to call a quick timeout, a brief timeout, because I wanted to tell your listeners what I have been telling Foley is Pod listeners for a while now about all the cool things happening over on adfreeshows.com. On the debut episode of Making the Town, Lou Meany takes us through the memorable matches and moments of the famed ECW arena, including one that was never seen. Something very special happened after the power went off. Uh, Paul Heyman went out into the ring and spoke to the crowd without a microphone. And the crowd just stayed quiet and listened. 
and he gave the most heartfelt thank you to that crowd that night. And uh, the biggest shame of it is there's no footage of it because the power went out. On an all-new Tuesday with the Taskmaster, Kevin Sullivan talks about what some of the greatest factions of all time have in common. Four horsemen, four guys, mm. when they're at the strongest. NWO, four guys when they're at the strongest. And then Bloodline, four guys. But they also had a manager, each one of them. JJ, Eric, and Paul E. That's just a small taste, a sampling, if you will, of what we have waiting for you with four levels to choose from. See for yourself why ad-free shows is the best value in wrestling today. Sign up now at adfreeshows.com. You, uh, it's classic walking back with the belt tears, you know, you're <laughs> yeah. booger in my nose. I mean, they yeah. blacked it out. But <laughs> if you see reruns, you'll see this big black, big old piece of white rice coming down your nose. Did you, uh, you get to the back. I mean, are you still pretty emotional at that point? Once you get behind the scenes, what do you mean? Get behind the scenes. Once you, once you get behind, you know, backstage, should I say yeah. after you win that title, are you pretty emotional after, after that? You know what? You feel really good. Okay. And it's an emotional high. Uh, I didn't cry or anything like I did. Okay. Know, with the booger. The okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, uh, yeah, it gives you a high. It makes you know that this company has the trust in you to make them, your, your, make you their world champion. That's cool. That, that is so important. When you have that kind of trust, you know, you're doing something right. All right. Brett farmers up next, Kurt, would you rather work with Sergeant Slaughter and iron Sheik in their heydays against them? Uh, or as a face or as a heel with them against Hogan. Okay. Them against Hogan. What does that mean? Would you rather those two or I, 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 I'm, I'm going to read this slowly. And for those of you at home, I hope we can all understand this together. I'm reading it word for word. Would you rather work with Sergeant slaughter and iron Sheik in their heydays against them, a face or as a heel with them against Hogan? All right. So, um, I'm going to try to ask this question a little differently and see if I, if I get it right for you, Brett, let's start here. How would you like to work with Hogan in a tag team against Sergeant slaughter and iron Sheik? Would that be cool? Oh, that'd be awesome, man. Um, yeah. the, the problem is, you know, Sergeant slaughter, I mean, you know, he, he's a former Marine and, you know, he, he represented the United States. Uh, but I know he was a heel at times. Um, and iron Sheik was always a heel. I love that guy. I absolutely love them. Let's but, eliminate uh, Hogan from the conversation and ask it another way. If you right. could have challenged iron, uh, Sergeant slaughter in his heyday, would you want to be the face or the heel against Sarge? I would love to be the heel. Okay. I would love to be the heel. Now iron Sheik, I would have loved to be the face. Yes. That's the difference between the two. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's, I think funny, that's right? what he was trying to ask. Yeah, I think so. And it took me a minute. It just, uh, and I apologize, Brett. I know, you know, we, I knew we'd figure it out here on the Kurt Angle show. Uh, Hooked on Phonics did work for me, <laughs> but um, I would love to see you as the American Olympian versus the uh, heel Iron Sheik. Money for days. USA versus Iran all over again. All that's over again. in the Olympics, yeah. But then you against Sarge, I think I prefer the face, the baby face G.I. Joe Sarge against you. But now how, how would you play that heel role? Because he's Mr. USA and you, I don't see you being. I negative. would be anti-American. Would you really? Oh, you remember, you know, Vince made me anti-American. Oh, that's he, right. He yes. me up with, uh, 
Davari. Yes. Uh, yeah, I was the anti okay. American hero. Yeah. Okay. There you go. He did everything with me. I know, man. All right. Michael Kenyon, uh, waiters up next. And he said, if you were at your physical prime right now and take away the financial payoff, would you prefer to have one more pro wrestling match or one more amateur wrestling match? Love everything you've done. You're a true inspiration. So if you were feeling like a million dollars, money didn't matter either. Forget paydays amateur or pro wrestling match that's a tough one but i have to say this because it's it's deep in my heart and it's it's where i started and it'd be amateur wrestling i would love to have the olympic finals match all over again that would be the one thing that i would love to do over again in my life and uh you know i, I love pro wrestling don't get me wrong you know i do and to main event wrestling yeah, is cool to hear awesome but the olympics is is the biggest thing that I've ever accomplished. So just to go back and have you, I'm sure you've sat back and reimagined that in your mind. Yeah, but I want to make sure the match is fixed. So I win. <laughs> you still Again. have to have your storybook ending. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it, it would be a, it would be a pro wrestling booking for an amateur wrestling match. <laughs> I love and that answer. Know. I love that answer. That's the best or, answer. Or Jadidi would do the job. Yeah, he would, he would do the job. All right, great question, Michael. Thank you. Mr. Styles has a question. Hey, Kurt, what was your favorite place to go to outside the country for wrestling? Oh, that's a good question. Well, for amateur wrestling, I love going to Russia. I love the history there. The buildings were beautiful. Um, the people are incredible. Now, now, the leader of that company is an asshole, but their people are so giving and kind uh, I love going there every time I did. I went there probably seven times for amateur wrestling because that's where the best wrestlers in the world are. Sure. And, you know, you have to go over there if you want to get better and better. But as far as pro wrestling, I would have to say the UK or Japan. Those fans are really passionate, very different fans. UK was really rowdy. Uh, Japan fans were more well composed and uh, little more behaving, you know, didn't they, they would clap at a certain spot and they weren't screaming and going nuts. They were, they were watching the match and studying the match, but the UK, those fans are so great. They're rowdy as heck. All right. Quentin's up next. What were your most, uh, what were you most nervous for your gold medal match or your first televised appearance? <laughs> That's tough, man. But my gold medal match. And, and there was a lot of reasons why, I mean, it was the gold medal match. Uh, my neck was broken. Um, you know, the thing is, if I didn't win that gold medal match, I would have wrestled another four years because there was no way I was going to quit wrestling till I won the gold medal. So if I didn't win that match, I would have wrestled another four years. And I might not have ended up in the WWE. So that's my answer. And I'm sticking to it. Kurt, the next one, I want you to be as honest and transparent as you possibly can be. This no. is your show. Ryan. Was there anyone you just hated working in the ring with? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. You know what? I've been fortunate. There's nobody that I, that I hated working in the ring with. doesn't mean I had bad matches. I didn't have bad matches. I did. I even had a bad match with Eddie Guerrero. So, um, I can't think of anybody that I did not look forward to working. You uh, saw their name on the card and we're like, oh man, <laughs> no, no, that nobody, that, nobody like that. Uh, um, I, I can't Not even think of anybody. Actually, I've always looked forward to everybody I work with, but I'm telling you, I had, you know, a dozen bad matches that I was like, Oh shit, man, this was horrible. And, uh, so we, you know, nobody's perfect. You know, everybody had some good ones, has some bad ones, 
but I can't think of anybody that I that I worked with that I didn't like working with. In other words, I wrestled Eddie a hundred times, but I had one bad match with him. So when you looked at the card and saw, oh, I'm going to take on Rikishi and I'm going to get a stink face tonight, you were like, <laughs> oh, cool, I can't wait. That was well, you know what. If you're talking about the stink face and stuff like that, of course <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to work with him. Because I know he wouldn't have wiped his ass. There would be shit on his ass, and he would have gave him the stink face again. <laughs> oh, man, and you would just been just just enjoying <laughs> some of that stank. <laughs> right all up in that and that asshole. All right. Um, I love it. All right. Stuart, uh, he said, if you had if you had your time over again, would you change anything? All right. Th this is a really, really difficult question because, um, I don't regret going to TNA. I absolutely love TNA. I love my 11 years there. Um, you know, I probably would have stayed if the money didn't run out, but, um, I knew it was my time to go back to WLBE and I wanted to finish my career where I started. But when I go back, the one thing I would love to change is if I, I wish I didn't get injured so much because that's what caused my painkiller problem. And then my painkiller problem caused me to leave the WWE because I, I felt like uh, if I wasn't going to leave, I was going to end up doing something pretty bad, which was overdose on painkillers. So I thought it was right for me to leave. But if I wouldn't have left the WWE and I would have wrestled there 20 straight years, I really believe to this day I'd be the greatest of all time. And that, that that's not me blowing smoke. I'm just being honest. I really think I would be considered the greatest of all time if I would have stuck with WWE for 20 years. All right. I'm done pausing because I wanted <laughs> to give our social media the ability to clip this out for social because this will go viral. <laughs> 20 years. I would have been, say, hey, I been the greatest of all time. And I don't want my mouth saying any fucking thing in the clip. <laughs> I just want to be shut up and let you do your thing. Yeah. But Kurt, listen, you got it. You, you, what you said is right though. If you would have taken some time and let your body heal or whatever, instead of, I got to keep going, I got to keep going. You could have extended yourself. Maybe not had that, not done the pain pills. And like you said, 20 years, can you imagine? We only got a small snippet of you in WWE at your peak. Six and a half years. That was it. Yeah. And I, went, so I went to TNA for 11. Right. So if you're there for 17 and a half years in that global company and yeah, maybe had some more time off to rest or heal from surgeries and things, not doing, um, you know, backward moonsaults off of pages, <laughs> maybe adapt your style a little bit. What could have been Kurt Angle? And you know what? That's it. What could have been? You can't, you can't. Yeah, like, I know. That's like hey, now. What happened? It's, it is what it is. It's, but we get to do this because this is your show and we can just play armchair quarterback. <laughs> so that's what we're doing here. You know? How about I'm the greatest of all time anyway? <laughs> we'll go with that narrative. I love it. Amy is up next. Uh, and she says, I think you and William Regal have a lot of similarities in your ability to be genuinely hilarious and also incredible in ring wrestlers. How much fun was it wrestling and working with him? And do you think he should be in the hall of fame? If so, who should induct him? So what do you think about that? The parallels that Amy presented oh, here between you right. and William uh, Regal. William Regal was so fun to work with doing the pre-tapes with him. We were laughing our asses off. He was so entertaining. And when he got in the ring, he was just as technical, if not more technical than I was. He knew his shit. But uh, I would say that if he got inducted in the Hall of Fame, which I b believe he deserves to be, uh, yeah. I think it should be his European connection, Fit Finley. I okay. think that would be a great person to induct him. 
Fit, Fit had an incredible career, and I think that Fit would be a great person to induct his fellow uh, European, uh, um, William Regal. Yeah, I love it. No, that's a great idea, and uh, we both think very highly of William Regal and what he brings to the table. Up next, Brian Klosterman, and uh, Brian, so great to uh, hear from you and appreciate you as a big fan and supporter of the show. He said, I was watching one of the topics where Brock Lesnar had a shot at going to TNA Wrestling. Could you ask Kurt Angle on the next show, what would it have been like if John Cena had went to TNA Wrestling? Would it have been a good fit? Or what would it have meant for TNA to have Cena and would WWE would have allowed it? And, and how many world championships would Cena have won? Tell him it's from him. I met him two years ago at Big Time Wrestling in Ohio. And yeah. tell Kurt I hope everything is going well with him. <laughs> well, listen, John Cena, I believe, would have made just as much of an impact as I did for TNA. Um, but if we both would have came there, uh, that, that would have changed the face of wrestling. Um, I really believe that. I, I honestly believe that uh, John Cena coming to TNA would have probably changed the face. I think that um, he was such a big name that uh, he'd have a huge impact uh, immediately, oh, like I did. I don't know if he'd have more of an impact. Maybe, maybe not. But I, but John Cena was really talented, and what he's done in WWE uh, is unparalleled. So uh, having him come to TNA, uh, first of all, WWE – if WWE released them or if John Cena's contract expired, WWE has no rights to say, Hey, you're not allowed to do that. I mean, right. you know, if John Cena wanted to go to TNA, he would go to TNA. Um, but uh, the question is, would John Cena do that? That's the question. I feel like TNA would need to have access to Conrad Thompson's bank account in order to make that happen. <laughs> uh, Kurt Angle and, and, and I'm just having fun, but I mean, really you two guys at the same time, are you kidding me? Dixie a lot of money to give and up. Panda energy. I think they would need like, you know, somebody else kicking in to, to make all this happen. John, John would have changed it though. I think he really changed would. the game. He would have been the game changer. All right. Mad dad's up next. He said, love the impact theme song by trademark. I'm a huge fan of his and yours. Of course, Kurt, I'm aware of his struggles and rebuild. What's your relationship with him currently? Well, I haven't talked to him in 20 years and okay. I didn't know about his struggles. I didn't know what was going on with him, but I love the song he made for me. I mean, I told him, listen, make me a cool song. I'm going to give you a theme song to, to, to cheat off of. And that's a uh, lunatic fringe from vision quest, the wrestling movie. And, uh, he made it really cool. I mean, this song had the lunatic fringe theme to it and, uh, his rapping was impeccable. Uh, all the stuff he put in there, I didn't tell him to do any of it. He, he nailed this promo. I mean, when he, when he sang this song and recorded it, it was like, Holy shit. The game is on for me, man. Yeah. So take names yeah. with this song. Yeah. Yeah. So he, awesome. he was really talented. There you go. All right. There you go, Mad Dad. Mr. Furley, I'm going to ring it out for you. Oh, that's right, Edward. He says, at the end of the Shane McMahon street fight at the King of the Ring 2001, why did you stand on a board to ankle slam him off the top rope? And whose idea was it? And thanks for getting my question. Okay. All right. This fan is either curious or just an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Because he listen, I think I know who this is. He's a great guy, so I, we can't be the latter. <laughs> so he's curious. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know you can do moves off the top rope. Yeah. But if you notice, half the time they're not on the top rope; they're on the second rope, and the other guys on the top rope. Nobody, you know, very seldom can you get two people to the very top 
and hit a move uh, the, the correct way. You can do it, but when you have a platform up there, you can actually get them higher. You can lift them and get a little two two more feet in the air before you before he falls to the ring and gets slammed. So it's actually a bigger slam when you put the pl platform on top of the top rope. So that's the reason why I did it. I wanted to make sure it was going to be safe, secure, and that I would get Shane McMahon as high as I could before I slammed him. And that's why we did the platform on the top rope. Uh, there you go. Well, there's your answer. All right, let's keep going. We'll go. We have a few more minutes, so we're going to do some rapid fire. Paul Lewis is up next. Kurt. Hey, Kurt and Paul loving the show. He said, Kurt and Paul. Wow. <laughs> Whoa. Thanks, Paul Lewis. You're like my new favorite. I'm kidding. Kurt, you're in great shape. Just wondering how much body fat you have. Not much. I expect. Thanks to chicken snacks. Kurt, <laughs> what's your body fat sitting at these days? Uh, I went to my doctor a couple of months ago. I don't think it's this right now, but back then I was really lean, uh, 9%. So I, I wasn't too lean, but I was pretty lean. I was right now. I'm probably about a 10 or 11. Oh, what a rough life. Kurt, I've, <laughs> I, I've, I've, I don't even know. I don't even know what that looks like. On, on, hey, uh, my body fat before I got my knee replacements uh, was probably 15, 16, 17. What's your I, highest I body fat? Weight, was that right? your highest? Is that your uh, highest? Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, gosh, I would say in high school, I got myself up to 260. I was probably 25% body fat. <laughs> Wow. And I, I was a little chunky. Yeah. A little chubby angle in high school. All I did was try to gain weight for football. Okay. All, all my friends are like, listen, you're going to get, you're going to go get slow. And I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm just going to gain weight, get as big as I can. So the first day of practice, they had us doing forties. I ran a five, four, <laughs> the coach is like, you're going to lose 30 pounds. So they had me lose 30 pounds. And afterward I ended up running a four, seven. And what uh, was your meal of five, choice? Four. What was your meal of choice to get to 260 back in those days? Do you remember what your go-to was? Oh, I, I would mix uh, peanut butter with oatmeal. Oh, so uh, it wasn't like double cheeseburgers or anything powder. fun. No, you know what? I, I would have uh, three uh, Big Macs at McDonald's and two two sets of fries. <laughs> so, uh, I was eating. I was eating probably nine, ten thousand calories a day. Wow! I was doing whatever I could to gain weight. I didn't care if I got fat or not. The I just Kurt Angle diet, three Big Macs and two sets of fries, according yep. to Kurt Angle. That's right. And, and, not, and not even a Diet Coke. Okay. Nope. <laughs> First of all, why was any, why does anybody who orders a Big Mac order a Diet Coke? I don't it's a balanced diet, Kurt. It's a balance. That's what it is. Ed, <laughs> I love this. Ed, uh, Ed Minger's up next. You're kind of a bridge between the calling it in the ring era to not so much. Was there a time or opponent where you got comfortable calling it out there? I don't mean early on. Uh, when you were following, but later on when you would be leading or heavily contributing to calls? Well, when I started out, um, there were a few wrestlers that would call it in a ring to me. and It made it easier on me because I didn't have to remember anything. And that was Triple H, uh, Stone Cold, and uh, Undertaker. But once I got better and more experienced, and I started leading matches, uh, I got really comfortable working with Benoit and Eddie Guerrero. And we had a few matches where we would do house shows where we call everything in the ring. It was a lot of fun. It was challenging. Uh, listen, hardly anybody calls it in a ring anymore. I mean, if if anything, they'll call the heat. Just what you're doing during the heat when the heel is beating down the baby face. And everything else is planned. But we would literally do the whole match, call it out there. Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit and myself. We did that a few different times each. 
All right, Thomas Ray Ellenberg. I'm going to try to get four or five more in here quick. During 2016, you had a retirement run with Impact, and on the Indies, there were some very special matches. You and I watched them together, like the ones with Drew and Cody. But which one was your favorite of that run? You know what? I I really loved. I had uh, three sets of matches with Cody. Yeah, I beat him in the United States, then over in Europe, he beat me, and then we had a match, a cage match in the United States. And uh, this cage match was awesome. It was for NEW Wrestling. And uh, the reason I put Cody over is because I was on my way out and he's on his way up. So I th- thought it was proper to, to have him win the rubber match and uh, get, get the edge over me. And uh, it was really cool because he was really grateful that I did that for him. But I really enjoyed my matches with Cody Rhodes. He's very talented. Yeah, and now he's going to be taking on Brock Lesnar. At SummerSlam. So if he doesn't get his arm broken <laughs> again, yeah. Magnificent Matt, do you think it would have worked if it was you instead of Austin who turned on Team WWF at Invasion and became the leader of the Alliance? Yeah, it would have been easier. You know how hard it was to get Stone Cold to be a heel? I mean, not for him to do it, but the fans, the fans. accept him as a heel. Sure. Fans loved him. He was entertaining as a heel or a babyface. So it was really difficult. To have Stone Cold Steve Austin in that position. If I were in that position, the fans would have hated me right away. and it would, I think it would have been more impactful. All right, Kurt, we're going to keep it moving, and I'll uh, I'll do three more. Kurt, if from Reese, our buddy Reese, if there was one pay-per-view match that you could change, what would it be? It doesn't have to be one of your matches. Oh, you know what? Undertaker versus Brock Lesnar. And you know why? Because you want Undertaker to keep the streak. He should have kept the streak. His legacy should have been undefeated at WrestleMania. He should have been 32-0. and 0. Uh, I, I honestly believe that Undertaker's legacy should have been that. He deserved that. All right, Keegan. Keegan uh, is up next. He said, our intensity and believability inside the ring today, both taking a back seat, in your opinion. Keegan, friend of the show, I know you know exactly who I'm talking about here, big-time follower. He's training to be a wrestler, Kurt. Yeah, I, I know him. I actually uh, uh, keep in touch with him on Twitter. Uh, nice. DMs. Um, I would say the intensity is still pretty good. I think they, they're they pretty intense. Uh, but but the, um, what was the other one? Intensity and then believability. Believability. The problem with believability is I think the guys today do a little too many stunts, and they're not into psychology. Uh, to make it believable, you have to have incredible psychology. You have to make the fans believe in the match. And I think that right now, and, and not all the time, every once in a while, uh, you know, there, there are matches where things don't make sense because they're just flipping around and flying and diving and they're not really selling. And there, there, there's no, you know, baby face uh, outshines the heel. Then there's the heat. The heel gets them down and beats them up. And then the comeback is the baby face coming back. And then you have back and forward finishes where the baby face either wins or the heel cheats and wins. You have to have psychology. And I think we're losing that today. Not, not a lot. And I wouldn't say totally, but, but it is starting to dwindle away. It's uh, regressing a little bit in your opinion, for sure. Final question. And then we'll wrap up this edition. We have plenty more Kurt. So we're easily going to be able to do one of these episodes again in the future. David Graham. Would you agree that the theme song to the Kurt Angle Show podcast is better than your WWE theme? Listen, it's cooler, but it's not better. 
I, I, I'm not going to toot my own horn, but I'm going to tell you this. My entrance music is the mo- one of the most recognizable, recognizable entrance music of anybody, period. I mean, I go to sporting events, and in the middle of the event during timeout or halftime, my music's playing. The fans are chanting, you suck. It's like, holy crap. The impact my music had on all these people is just amazing. So uh, it's so being so identifiable uh, that I would say that one's the better one, but, but my, my, you do like my the angle pod is pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll never forget when we kind of changed that up. I was kind of coming, I was doing shows with you and I'm like, Kurt, this, the Kurt angle show, it's gotta go. We gotta get something badass. And, uh, I played it for you and Giovanna remember? Yes. Yes, you did. All right. And we All loved right. it. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Listen, buddy, next week we're going to start summer slam coverage for the next few weeks we're going to start with SummerSlam 2003 you're the wwe champion and a special guest referee for a steel cage match between brock lesnar and vince mcmahon uh, in the build-up to SummerSlam. but you double cross them and i can't wait to talk about it and in the wrestlemania rematch you're going to take on now the beast at his third SummerSlam classic so we'll have fun with that kurt by the way we're probably going to start asking you this a little bit more often do you have any upcoming appearances that you uh, can tell the fans about where they can meet kurt angle anytime soon all right i don't know what it's what's i can't remember uh, who's doing it, but I have an appearance on August 4th in Binghamton, New York. Okay. Um, you might be able to look online. Yeah, they can look it up is. for sure. I'm also doing the gathering on August 6th in Charlotte, North Carolina. Yes. T Mark so Productions. I got those two uh, appearances coming up here soon. All right. There you go. Check it out. I do know the one in Charlotte with T Mark Productions. So be there. Arn Anderson's going to be there. Lots of other wrestlers. That's a huge show. And I know Kurt is the biggest picture on their poster, right dead center. So take right that out. Right in the middle. Guys, check out all Kurt's past top impact moments right now on impactwrestling.com forward slash packages and sign up with code Kurt. We would appreciate it. And if your business targets 25 to 54 year old men, no better place than right here on the Kurt Angle Show. Go to advertisewithangle.com right now and sign up. We'd love to put you over. We'd love to talk about your business. So take advantage of it right here. Advertise with Angle, and we'll uh, talk about your product or service right here on the Current Angle Show. Also, don't forget about ad-free shows. You can go over there. Kurt and I are about to jump on a live Zoom with some of our top guys and do a live Q&A session right there with them face-to-face. They're going to see Kurt and all his beautiful beard glory face-to-face and get to know them and answer their questions. And you can do that if you sign up at the right tier level over at ad-free shows and enjoy a dozen of your favorite podcasts uh, on the network. You get the first week completely free, by the way. So check it out now, adfreeshows.com. Follow The Angle Pod at The Angle Pod on Instagram. And you can also follow us on Twitter and all social media. YouTube's the key. Guys, watch us on YouTube. YouTube.com forward slash The Angle Pod. Turn on those likes. Subscribe. Turn on the notifications. Like us. The algorithms do all the work for you in the background and help our show out. Kurt, talk about them chicken snacks over at physicallyfit.com, my friend. We got physically fit nutrition chicken snacks. One's chicken protein, one's organic plant protein. We also have whey protein coming out. Uh, there are 11 different flavors. They're all delicious. Uh, go to physicallyfit.com to order yours. Uh, use AnglePod as your code and you'll get 20% off. Or go on the website and sign up 
as a member for life and get 20% off the rest of your life. So uh, these are really good. You're going to love them. There's Kung Po, Sriracha, uh, Buffalo. Um, there's a Cinnamon Swirl, a Honey Mustard. The flavors are unbelievable. You're going to absolutely love them, and they're healthier, high-protein and low-carbohydrate. Also, check out KurtAngleBrand.com uh, for all things Kurt Angle. That's where you're going to get your T-shirt. That's where you're going to get your uh, gift. You can find cards uh, over there for your birthdays. Also, if you want cameo videos, milk hats, milk cartons, milk hats, cowboy hats, milk cartons, whatever you want over there, right, Kurt? The whole ball of wax, Paul. <laughs> you nailed it. He knows it. He's got the line, the whole ball of wax, <laughs> KurtAngleBrand.com. Listen, we've had an absolute blast. We're going to do Ask Kurt Anything again soon, but we thank you all for participating this week. And on behalf of your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle, this is Paul Bromwell, and we'll see you right back here. Oh, also, and on behalf of Vinny Pacifico, this is Paul Bromwell, and we'll see you right back here next week on The Kurt Angle Show. Hey guys, Eric Bischoff here to talk to you about my friends over at SaveWithConrad.com. Are you looking to get out of debt? Conrad and his team can make that happen faster than me firing the hockey talk man. Wow. And you know that controversy creates cash, right? But you know what doesn't create cash? Credit card debt. Save with Conrad can help you consolidate high interest credit cards and all of your other debt into one low monthly payment. They can even help you get the cash you need for home improvements or anything else. They've helped 83 weeks listeners save 500, 600, 700, even $800 a month. Seriously, your papers are going to go down faster than nitro ratings in 2000. Ouch! And how about this? No house payments for two months. That's right, no house payments for two months. And unlike the dirt sheets, man, the reviews do not lie. With over 1,000 five-star reviews, find out for yourself how much Conrad and his team can save you by checking out SaveWithConrad.com today. You'll be grateful you did. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lenders. Woo! John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.